Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you get a guaranteed return on investment of your time as we cut your learning curve with the information you can apply to your farming operation immediately for greater yields and more profit. This episode is brought to you by ADS, Advanced Drainage Systems. Soil, sunlight, and water are the three most important resources in crop production. Let ADS help manage your water resource in a productive and sustainable manner. Advanced Drainage Systems, their reason is water. Now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast. You give us a few minutes of your time, we will shorten your learning curve by days, weeks, months, even years. You will make money and and get insights you can use on your farm by learning from those who have been there and done that. Today, we've got a great episode for you. We're talking about being equipped properly to seize opportunities. I got Matt Miles of Miles Farms in Arkansas. Uh, You know, he's a founding member of Extreme Ag, about 10,000 acres that they farm down there, rice, cotton, soybeans, and corn. And he's done something pretty smart. We're recording this uh, about third week of August, and he is selling corn kind of ahead of the curve. Been doing this for a while because he got some equipment redone on his farm and equipped so that he could grab high moisture corn and capture a premium in the marketplace. You know, when you're a competitive uh, minded person and you want to, you know, uh, bank more money for your farming operation, you got to look at ways that you can grab something that uh, exists for a short time. You know, it's about uh, opportunity uh, knocks, but opportunity doesn't bang on the door until you finally are forced to kick it in the door, come in there and flop down the couch next to you. So thing of opportunity knocks, but it's not going to, it's not going to wait around forever. So mm-hmm. Matt Miles, you're doing something pretty interesting. Take me back a year ago, you started deciding to make a decision and this year you're profiting from it. Talk to me. Yeah, last year, uh, at the beginning of last year, we we decided we needed some more bin storage. You know, just we, we, we've been adding something to our bins uh, almost every year. And, uh, you know, it seems like everything we do with this grain system, you know, ends up with a positive ROI. And that's what it's about. So last year, we built about 250,000 bushel uh, loop system, uh, an additional loop system on our on our bins, on our bin property here. And it seemed like what I was doing you know, I didn't have a dryer, so I was having to put corn shallow in the bins, you know, dry it as, as the best I could, start about 20, 21% moisture max, and then move it all around all the time. So I spent a lot of time just doing that and still wasn't being able to harvest, uh, you know, and, and, and take care of that, that phantom loss, of, as they call it, out of a combine <clears throat> and, you know, do really what I wanted to do. So I knew that I was going to need in some point in the future to buy a dryer. And uh, got to looking at the markets this spring, got to looking at the market information with, you know, with South America, the the ending stocks we had, uh, you know, and as things progressed, you know, I thought if there's ever an opportunity maybe to pay for a high percentage of this dryer uh, in one year, this would be the year. Now, all the stars would have to line up to make this work. And uh, so we, we, we bit the bullet, made the down payment, uh, got a big commercial dryer type Dry, drying system in, in our in our bin system now and just hope that everything would work out uh you know in the future that we'd be able to do what we're doing today all right so uh if you're a listener we appreciate it. if you're a viewer you're seeing that matt's sitting there in front of his uh grain facility there in arkansas he's in his truck right now and he's taking time away because he's been burning the candle at both ends to make this all work what we're really talking about here is 
you were thinking and plotting of building onto the operation. And of all things, this year, it definitely made it make sense. And, you know, a different year, you might have said, crap, uh, this ain't going to pay for itself. But also, you said something also interesting. You talked about observing the marketplace. You've been contemplating this because of the need. And then you said, I was watching what was happening in South America. I was watching what's happening with our own markets. What was it that made you pull the trigger and say, this is the year? Was it the convenience factor or the marketplace factor? Well, it was it was more as far as doing it this specific year. Uh, we were that we were just going to be short. When you looked at the markets, anytime during this year, September was always uh, inverted to December. So, uh, you know, the the September market was was way up in December. Was, instead of having a carry in the market, there was an inversion, yeah. and that told me right off the bat that we were going to be short corn. You know, in 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 August. And so that's why the market was higher. You know, at one point in time, I think it was like 30 cents higher, uh, you know, inversion. So, I mean, the market was basically telling me, if you're going to do this, buddy, this is the year to do it. So, you know, I took that information and went with it. Okay. So real quickly, there might be somebody that's tuning into the Cutting the Curve podcast, young guy that's really good at production, loves the stuff you put out about product trials, but it's not really good at marketing. You just talked about inversions and basis and all that kind of thing. And you're capitalizing on that. So what, what really, what you're saying is explain that to somebody. There might be someone tuning into this. That's like, man, I didn't really do, I'm not into that whole marketing thing. What you're talking about is there's a real demand for corn in your marketplace in the in East Central, South Central, wherever, you know, Arkansas right now. And they're paying the hell out of a premium for that. So kind of explain that. OK, so, you know, normally in a, in a normal market each month when you have a carry, <clears throat> which is the higher percentage of the time, the just say the September market, I'm going to use round numbers to be five dollars. Well, the December market will be five twenty. That pays you to hold your coin. The March market will be 540, so that even pays you more to hold your coin. <clears throat> this year, it was the opposite. The September market was was higher than the December market. So what that basically is telling a guy, if you're looking at the board, is that corn's going to be in short demand early in the year. So that's where coming in here, we're in Arkansas. There's a lot of chicken feeders here. Uh, we've got Tyson, Keith Smith. I mean, yeah, Keith Smith. Wayne Farms, uh, Foster Farms, all these different chicken producers. You know, we're one of the largest chicken chicken producing areas in the, in the United States. Right. And all those guys have, have to have corn. Yeah, now real quickly, you even said something there interesting. You said, uh, you know, paid to uh, hold the corn. And you said early in the year. You mean early in the harvest year because it's, in other words, the premium is to be made now. And typically you wouldn't be harvesting August 15th in your part of Arkansas. It still would be, you're a, you're going about a month early, three weeks early. How early are you bumped up? Probably, we're probably, so we've been running 15 days uh, on this corn, and our moisture last night on the last field we cut was still 22. So I'm going to say we're 20 days. You know, from a guy that's got regular bins, now from a guy that's going to harvest out of the field, you know, we're still in, we're probably 35 days ahead of that. So, yeah. you know, just depending on, you know, there's a guy that, that cuts it straight out of the field to the elevator. Then there's a guy with grain bins and there's a guy with a dryer. Well, I was the middleman. I had the grain bins and I wanted to be the guy with the dryer. Mm -hmm. There's so many advantages to having that dryer, not only catching this premium, but getting this crop. What if you, that hurricane that's going to go into Mexico looks like now, if that hurricane would have come to us, like normally they do, 
you know, I've got 50% of my crop harvested. Well, I've been zero. Yeah. So I know, I know I've at least got, you know, some, uh, some, some corn out for being, you know, yeah. So the point is a natural disaster comes through in your part of the world. That's not uncommon that we hit uh, September 1st and then a bunch of your crop gets flattened. That ain't happening. And you have been harvesting for two weeks already. And that's a month and a half ahead of where you normally would be hard. You're normally you'd be harvesting. If you're trying to wait until that corn gets to be at 18%, 17%, you're going to be waiting around until mid September, right? Yeah, probably at least, yeah, at least the second week of September. And when we were making all these plans, I planted early. I planted a week earlier to, to buy me another week. Now, it was weird weather here. We had all that flooding, and, and corn was actually – all the crops were probably a week to 10 days late. But still, that, that premium just moved a week to 10 days later because of the supply. All right, so real quickly, you saw this coming. You planted early. And then you said you've got bins, but no dryer. Now, here in my part of the world in northern Indiana, you pretty much are always drying corn. Are you saying you used to put your corn in those bins and you didn't have to do anything more than just blow a little air on it and you'd get it to 15%? Yeah. Yeah. Normally what we would do is put it in the bins about 20%. Just say we've got a 50,000 bushel bin. We've got seven, seven of those and we got two sixties. We'd put it in there about 20,000 in the bottom of each bin. And we're so hot here, you know, the air temperature here is going to be 100 degrees on its own. So we'd put it in there, 20,000 in a 50,000 bushel bin. And within a week or 10 days, we'd get that corn down to 15%. With just blowing ambient air? Yep, just blowing ambient air. Okay, and then you put in another 20,000, blow ambient air, and is that what you're doing? Then you just keep topping Well, what we do, yeah, we just take all those 20s that we put in the bins yeah. and stack them up in one bin and start back over. With 20 in each bin, we just lose one bin each time we did that. Got us. You talked about then that you essentially were moving corn just from one place to the next to the place next. Did you get a quality issue? You know, you you run corn through an auger 16 times, then all of a sudden it starts to look like uh, hog feed. Does does that cause you a dock? Did you have a it, quality it really issue? Don't, it really don't because we're using a loop system, not augers, so we have paddles uh, that, that move the corn around instead of augers. So that, that actually – I'm probably doing more damage now drying this corn down so fast to get it out of here than I would if I was just putting it in the bins. So what's happening this year? You you spent the money, you put in a, you said 250,000 more bushels of storage and you added the dryer. How big is the dryer that you added? The dryer we've got now is a, a Nico dryer. It'll dry, depending on the moisture. We were at 28%. We was running about 1,500 bushels an hour. When we got down to 22%, we was running about 25 to 2,800 bushels an hour. So it, it's rolling. And you're taking it down to 15% so you don't take any dock. And you've got uh, grain mills and places that are processing feed for the poultry trade that need that stuff. And then tell us what you're experiencing. Instead of $5 corn, what are you getting? Uh, we sent some out the other day that was seven twenty-five delivered. And, and so, I, so you're talking about more than a buck bushel premium yeah we've delivered we're, we're we're running around a dollar a bushel fob the bins before you add the trucking but we have a trucking company too so you know we're able to capture that revenue too so by the time you do it all, all the math we're probably looking at about a buck 20 profit okay a buck 20 a buck 20 of new profit a buck 20 of above and beyond profit you were going to make right. some money on this corn anyway right yeah and 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 the basis right now if a guy had corn 
you know, it's probably 50 cents to the river. So 35 time he got it there. So, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's working out pretty good. Math's working out pretty good. Yeah, the math's working out really good, it sounds like to me. So buck twenty of new profit, and then you were going to be making money on, on this corn anyhow. All right, what recommendation or what thing did you learn? Because you added this big drying facility. Are you allowed to tell me how much you spent on the dryer? Uh, yeah, I spent a little over a half million dollars. Okay, on this drying facility. Now, to some people, that'd be like, yeah, we've got that too. And some people listening to this are like, holy hell, my whole grain setup, I couldn't, I wouldn't have done for half a million dollars. Let's not worry about the dollar amount. Let's talk about return on the dollar amount because that's what anybody wants to know. This year, you're going to hit a home run. You're going to pay for the new setup in a year? No, we won't pay for it in a year. And, and I've got to see, you know, this being my first year, we're on natural gas, so that's a plus. We're not on propane. Uh, I'm going to have to kind of see what that cost is going to be, but we're roughly thinking it's going to be about 20, 25 cents a bushel, uh, you know, to dry it. And it yep. usually costs us about 15 to do it just like we've been doing it. Yep. Uh, so there's a 10 to 15 cent increase in cost. So you got to weigh that out. You know, if I was only getting a 15 cent premium for this early corn, then it, I'd basically be doing what I was doing without the dry. Yeah, and actually, the only reason you'd be doing it then would be maybe to spread out your time, because otherwise, why work this hard doing this stuff early when you could let Mother Nature dry? Unless you were worried about a hurricane coming in and and causing you damage. What well, about we feel, um, like we're up, we feel like we're picking up five, at least five to ten bushels a acre by cutting it at that higher moisture. You know that offsets the drying cost is the is the increased yield from not having the the shatter of letting it get down too low. So does that happen in your part of Arkansas that if you if you let this stuff hang around until October and you go out and harvest it, are you losing five bushels per acre just because of degradation of the quality of the crop? And when you go through with the harvester, you've got shatter and other things? Yeah, normally the corn harvest starts here in September, but you let corn get down to 15%. I mean, you know, you grab a, co- a cob of 25 and a, co- a cob of 15 and try to twist them, and the 15 is going to start coming off like crazy, and the 20 – you're going to have to work to get it off. So when that goes through that header and through the chains and the rollers and everything and through the combine, it's just there, there's a lot of corn drops on the ground. So you got about $500,000 of new infrastructure investment. You're not going to pay for it this year. And say this year things didn't work out. You still amortize that. In your mind, this was a 10-year uh, sort of improvement? Yeah, 6 to 10. You know, like I said, I'll know more when I know about my cost. But, you know, I feel like we're going to pay for, you know, depending on how much you want to attach to that premium to it, we're going to pay for 30% of it probably this year, specifically because all the stars lined up. Yes. Uh, but I, it's going to be more of a, probably a seven, seven to eight year investment uh, payback time. One thing I've learned about grain bins or anything to do with grain bins, it's a good payback. Of all the things you can do, uh, that, you know, three things that, my, my, my bankers always told me to don't worry about buying. One of them's grain bins, one of them's a John Deere power unit for irrigation, and the other one's a hopper bottom. They said, you know, he says those will always hold their value and make your money back. A hopper bottom? Yeah. Hopper bottoms are, are go, you know, they're, 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 they go crazy over hopper bottoms. The hell are you talking they're, about? A grain cart or a truck? A, a grain, grain trailer, a hopper bottom grain trailer. So here's the question then, Matt. Um, you know, you're going to get this thing paid for, no problem. But that unit, I mean, it's going to be small someday if we look at everything. You know, uh, $250,000 uh, bushels of, of – you added 250000 bushel of grain capacity. 
that was a small town. That was a big small town elevator back when you and I were kids. So is this grain dryer going to look quaint 10 years from now? Uh, man. Uh, yeah, probably. <clears throat> I mean, the way everything else is done in 10 years, probably so. I mean, right now it looks, you know, uh, uh, like a monster, but right. yeah, 10 years from now, it may just be a regular old facility. And then when you looked at doing this, did you make any mistakes? Is there anything that you said, you know what, I, now that I got this thing going, I wish I'd have done this. Cause the person, you know, the only thing we say here on extreme ag is you've made the mistakes. Is there any mistakes you made? More concrete. <laughs> I wish I'd have pulled more concrete because the bees wings off the dryer. I, I'm a, I'm a fanatic about cleanliness here. We're right here on the highway, right by the high school. And, uh, I'm, this is kind of my, my baby, this grain bin system. And, uh, I wish I had to pull more concrete so we could clean up better. We spend, we have two men full time, uh, every morning until noon, probably cleaning all the bees wings up. And I wish I had more concrete. Um, uh, I wish I would have put, uh, another spout to my big bins. You kind of have to see the system, uh, you know, to see exactly what I'm talking about, but I wish I'd have had one more spout on the dryer. So I could have went completely in the big bins without having to run the loop. Okay. So you think that because you made one little mistake, okay, concrete, we got that. That's still fixable. You can, you can, you right. can do some excavating this winter and, and pour more concrete, right? Right. Uh, on the other one, you're saying that you still have, you're moving grain around uh, through, through too many different places and it's not quite as efficient on where you're moving it to. Is that the issue? Yeah, I've got, I, I can move it into that 250,000 bushel system. I put it right in the middle of all three systems and I'm running it into three different 50,000 bushel bins. And, uh, I wish there was a way, and I don't even know if we could have made it do that. Uh, but it took a lot of grain pumps and a lot of money to do it, but I have to run the loop on the big system to be able to dry into that, that the dry runs say 2,500 bushels an hour and the loop runs 6,000 bushels an hour. So I'm only running about half capacity of the, uh, of the loop system. You know, so I'm, I'm wasting a little bit of energy there. So those are pretty minor mistakes and, and as it turns out. All right. So one of the things we're talking about is being equipped to seize opportunities to make yourself more money. So the person that we're listening to, and this is Matt Miles, by the way, in case you forgot, listener, uh, coming at you from Miles Farms in Arkansas. What are you thinking now? What's the next thing that you're saying, man, this working out, what's the next opportunity you're thinking about setting up to seize? Because a lot of folks would love to grab that $1.20 premium uh, by early harvest. Is there some other thing that you're thinking now next year you can do a similar tactic? Uh, you talking about on the grain system? Or or on a different commodity or on anything else. There's somewhere else where you're saying, man, this worked out well. I wonder if I could make a change to some this thing and then grab myself a dollar premium on rice or anything else. Ask me in a month uh, when I when I harvest my cotton that was behind peanuts. We grew peanuts last year, uh, 300 acres, and we didn't grow them this year because there's a lot of trouble. But if they make the cotton yield more than it like it looks like it's going to do, we'll probably you'll probably see us harvesting peanuts again next year. So that's my next thing probably. Uh, on the list and also this dryer will dry rice so if we can ever get all this corn dried then we'll be able to dry the rice we've got our crops kind of all crunched together so i think i'll still be still be drying corn next week to be honest with you we'll be running two combines in soybeans two combines in rice and two combines in corn so i'm gonna have three multiple crops coming in uh to this place next week 
Yeah. So you're not going to be able to run You don't have to run soybeans through the dryer. You think you will be running rice through this dryer. If by the, if then the, the corn is dried where enough, you don't need to put it through. Yeah. If we get to the point where the corn's dry enough, we don't have to go into the dryer, then we're going to at least play with grind some rice. Rice is so finicky, you know, cause it goes in a bag and goes to the grocery store. So we can't have any stain, you know, or broken kernels. So, you know, there's, there's mixed, uh, mixed, that on whether it'll work or not but with this new efficient dryer that we've got they really think we won't drive from 21 down to 13 where it's supposed to be but we'll drive from 21 to 18 which will give us about a week earlier in the field and if you've seen any of the stream ag videos from last year i cut a thousand acres flat on the ground so that's not something we want to continue to do you're saying you're not taking it down to where it needs to be moisture wise then what happens Does that mean you get docked you haul it to the mill and you take a dock or you're just gonna uh Try and air dry it or what? Yeah, we'll we'll dry it from twenty one to eighteen, put it in the bins and air dry it from eighteen down to thirteen. I see. All right. Um, one thing: why don't you suppose more people set themselves up to grab uh, like this corn thing you're doing? It seems pretty easy to me. <laughs> I got a chance to sell stuff. I'm going to harvest it. I'm going to space out my time a little bit, and I'm going to grab a premium. Is it because they don't have the right com- equipment? Is it because they why, why aren't more folks, you suppose, grabbing that dollar premium you can get from uh, Wayne Farms because uh, they need corn right now? Well, you know, this don't happen. I think the last time this happened was 2013 where, where that market was inverted. So this is not something that's going to happen every year. Yeah. There will be a premium, but that premium may be 15 or 20 cents. You know, so yeah. uh, you just kind of got to pick and choose what you want to do. It's a lot of investment. Uh, you know, it took me – I built bins – seven years later than I should have had. And I built a dryer uh, seven years later than I should have had. So it just takes getting into it, baby steps and, and see where you're at or having a, you know, a, a, the, I, I'm not, I hate to use the word, having the balls to go out there and just try to get it done. Yeah. So I was going to ask if, uh, but before I get to that, what you just said there is there's some years that the market doesn't need corn in August, you know, cause it's still got plenty backed up from last year. And you're saying that's not the case. Um, so I was going to ask you for your advice to the person that, you know, wants to seek out the extreme ag cutting the curve guys for advice, but I think you just gave it to me. You just said, I built grain bin seven years later than I should have. I built this dryer. So I guess your advice is if the numbers work, do it now versus wait, cause it'll pay for itself sooner. Oh yeah. Do it now. If I'd have done this when I really wanted to do it, uh, when my wife told me I should do it, you know, I kept telling her I want them. She said, build them. I said, we don't have the money. She said, we don't have the money not to. And, you know, if if I would have done it then, I, I would have this system paid for. And, and uh, right now I'm still making payments on it. So, you know, I, if, if it's something that ROIs, it, I've, I've decided in the last four or five years, if it ROIs, why wait? I think that's a good place to leave this one because right there, you know, we can always come up with an excuse and, and it's not like you're just being cavalier. You're not out here saying, ah, what the hell? It's only money. You're just truly saying, all right, I, it did make sense. And I wish I had done it sooner because it would have made sense then. So that's a good piece of advice. All right. Well, he's working a uh, hundred hour days right now because he's got a lot going on, but he freed up time to share it with us because I think there's a good hot topic uh, about exploiting opportunities and being equipped to do so. His name is Matt Miles. 
Calls. My name is Damian Mason. This is Cutting the Curve podcast uh, brought to you by our good friends and sponsors, ADS, but also it was Extreme Ag uh, that came up with this whole concept. So go to extremeag.farm, share this with your ag and even your non-ag friends because there's a lot of good information in here that everybody can benefit from. Till next time, he's Matt Miles. Thank you. Yes, sir. We enjoyed it. All right. And I'm Damian Mason. Till next time, it's Cutting Curve. That's a wrap for this episode of Cutting the Curve, but there's plenty more. Check out ExtremeAg.Farm, where you can find past episodes, instructional videos, and articles to help you squeeze more profit out of your farm. Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Advanced Drainage Systems, the leader in agriculture water management solutions.